Oh my goodness. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Olivia's Obscura. We are back once again. I am back. My name is Olivia, and I am, of course, your host today. Happier than ever to be here. Um, Yeah, second ep of 2024. Last week's episode was a little crazy. Um, I actually got some really excellent responses to that which I'm I might actually touch on later if I remember that I even mentioned it right now but I wasn't even planning on recording today it's Friday it's Friday January 5th I release these episodes on Monday or like midnight on Sunday usually and I usually like to record on Saturday because then I feel like I don't know why I feel like pop culture stuff like tends to happen on Fridays. I don't know why. Like I feel like there's been a few times where I've recorded on a Friday and then like that night like something happens and I'm like, oh, fuck, I wanted to talk about that. Um, but then it's like, well, I've already published the ep- like I've already scheduled the episode to go up. So it's like a real pain in my ass to go back and talk about this thing. Um, so that's usually why in- it makes more sense for me usually they put it off to Saturday then I have to turn around the episode pretty quick though because I don't know like I usually sometimes I'll record it and then go through and edit it right away but sometimes I want to sit on it a little bit because it's like a lot to talk for like an hour and a half and then have to listen to myself talk for an hour and a half like back to back in like a four plus hour chunk um it's kind of like I feel like that's like damaging for your psyche I feel like no person should be subject to their own voice and reflections and inner thoughts like that but I don't know I went for a walk I I actually went on my second walk of the day and it was beautiful the sun was like low in the sky um which is my favorite like winter light like January light in San Diego at like 3 30 4 p.m chef's kiss it is like the perfect golden hour and so I just felt inspired to come back here and hop on the mic and vamp a little bit riff a little bit get into it if you can't get out of it get into it that's what I always say that's I actually was told that by a customer when I worked at a coffee shop I one time he was like he was like he was like riffing with me at the register and he was like he was like my dad's age probably so he had like this kind of like this like vibe about him like a little bit wise you know and he said, well, if you can't get out of it, get into it. That's what I always say. And I'm like, that's actually like pretty good. That's actually pretty good. And now I say it all the time. It's kind of like a joke, though. It's kind of like a, it, I don't know, like, because I'd never heard anyone say that before. He said it. Oh, my God, Adam, get off of the desk. You cannot be on the desk while I'm recording. I feel like I'd heard, I'd never heard someone say, if you can't get out of it, get into it. But to me, it's kind of like a, oh, like another day in paradise, like that kind of vibe of like, oh, well, I'm not going to get into it, but if you can't get out of it, get into it. So um, that was kind of like a good customer working in customer service motto. That being said, here I sit um, after my walk. I have made it my goal. OK, because here's the thing. Don't believe in New Year's resolutions. D- those are that's just too much pressure simply put it's way too much pressure how am I supposed to know in January if I'm still gonna like if that is still even gonna be something that resonates with me come like August September like I am a I contain multitudes you know what I mean like I really do and I'm a I'm a woman in flux I'm a woman in constant change and um I'm trying to embrace that and so why would I want like why would I want to tether myself to a goal that I made on like December 31st the whole following year it's just like a lot it's kind of overwhelming therefore I don't do it however before Christmas like beginning of December I would say around Thanksgiving end of November beginning of December I'd kind of gotten out of my walking routine so um I was like, now it's going to be my daily goal to at least walk for like 15 minutes because I'm kind of like all or nothing. Like I want to like put in my headphones and like go because like I love to like zone out, like listen to a podcast, zone out on my walk, like brain off. It's like the only thing I can get to like, I assume that's how meditating is for some people. And like, I know when you're meditating, you're supposed to be like alone with your thoughts or whatever and like not a podcast, but 
I don't know. I just find that like the right podcast when you're walking, like it inspires me. It keeps me going. It like makes me reflect as I'm walking. And then it like overall is a net positive in my like reflections throughout the day. You know what I mean? So whatever, boohoo, if you want to like stick to your archaic views of meditating where you can't listen to a podcast, you do you, okay? I'm on this neo meditation shit. I am listening to a podcast and letting my thoughts come and go. And and I'm walking and I'm getting my steps in. So, you know, really you can't argue with that. You really can't argue with that. Um, but it was my goal, like kind of intention. It was it was like it was like a little bit of an intention of like, OK, well, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to try to go even if I can't do like a full on like hour long zone out walk around the neighborhood. I can just do like a 15 minute spin like I can just do like a 15 minute spin around like the block, like down to the park and back like like I don't have to commit to such a long walk if it doesn't fit into my day otherwise. Um because even 15 minutes would do me good, you know, like even 15 minutes of listening to a little potty, you know, getting some fresh air, like that's going to do my brain and my body and my soul better than not at all, which seems very obvious. But sometimes when I'm in the weeds with it, I'm like, well, I'm just not going to go at all. If I can't do it the way I should be doing it, the way I quote unquote should be doing it, then I shouldn't do it at all. Poo-poo. No, no more of that. Um, So I was really good about doing that. I actually like I walked every day and I was like, this is incredible. I was reaching. I kind of abandoned like the 10,000 step goal because like, first of all, I listened to maintenance phase. okay, and I know that the 10,000 steps is an arbitrary number that was basically sold to us as a way to get people to buy like Fitbits and Apple watches and stuff. Go listen to the go listen to the maintenance phase 10,000 steps episode okay it will change the way you view steps <laughs> I can tell you that <laughs> but, but I do just like you know I kind of like to strive for the the five to seven thousand step mark which is about like 1.3 1.5 miles and I use my like iPhone 10 my iPhone like like from like six years ago so the pedometer on that is like obviously not as accurate as like a Fitbit or a like Apple watch would be but I don't really use it like I don't really I don't use it to like as a measure of my like actual fitness I just kind of like use it as a as a reference point of like okay like how about how many steps is this many miles to me like the actual like ratio like it doesn't really matter you know what I mean like it's not that serious it's really not that serious um but I'm just kind of telling you this for calculation purposes because come like Christmas I was like okay or maybe like a week before Christmas I was feeling like really motivated I was having like this rare burst of energy that like I rarely have in the winter for like a week I was doing really well and I was getting a lot done and in a great mood um and I was like I'm actually gonna up the stakes I think that I can challenge myself to do three miles a day because that will actually be really fun for me because um it's like very very attainable like three miles I'm like a fast walker I'm a brisk walker I get I get there okay I get there and back and I do it fast and I think it's because my um I used to go me and my mom and my sister used to go on walks all the time like when we were little my mom would be like we're going for a walk in the middle of winter she'd be like we're going for a walk which like did instill a lifelong love of walking in me which I do love like I'm glad it wasn't running you know what I mean like fuck running you, I, you couldn't, I'm not going to run even if you're chasing me. Sorry, I don't really want to live that bad. I, what? Did I say that? Um, but like walking is like a really sustainable, like easy on the joints, like easy on, like, you know, like really all you need is like a comfortable pair of shoes to walk if you're like an able-bodied person. Okay, I realize it comes from a place of privilege. I'm like an able-bodied person. The only thing you need really is a pair of comfortable shoes um, if you're someone who's going to walk. And like, you know, I prefer to also have like a pair of headphones and a podcast that really all it's like a very accessible form of exercise that is also like sustainable. So like three miles for me is like very much something that like I can do um, every day. Like it's not that big of a chunk out of my day. Like I can clock three miles in about 45 minutes and it's about 10,000 steps. It like it kind of changes based on like 
where I have like if I have my phone in my pocket versus like my bagu versus like my hand like it tracks the steps differently so it's like I'm taking that with a giant grain of salt but I um thanks for listening to me talk about my walking for the past like 10 minutes um it's kind of like my only it's not a new year's resolution right it's just kind of like it's resonating with me right now to walk three miles a day and I have been doing it I only missed one day I missed Wednesday and that's because I was being my cup was being filled with my social life that day and hanging out with um Ty and hanging out with my friends and just kind of like walking wasn't something that I needed to do that day and that's okay Um, but other than that, I've been doing three miles every day. It's resonating with me right now when it doesn't resonate with me anymore. I'm not going to put pressure on myself to do it anymore, but if it continues to resonate with me, then I am going to keep doing it. Okay. That's it. I'm really done talking about walking now in a similar vein. We've all been subject to so many of those ins and out lists on Instagram and TikTok, right? Like, I do feel like we're all entitled to financial compensation for the damages those have caused us. Oh, one sec, because I'm actually opening TikTok right now because I want to read some of these because I don't know why they pissed me off so much. They pissed me off. And, like, irrationally so. Like, they kind of irrationally pissed me off. Every time I saw one, I was like, who do you think you are? (laughs) Which, like, I know is, like, me projecting like it's me projecting because I like I'm too insecure to post my ins and outs list so I'm like projecting onto them like who do you think you are because like that's what I'm thinking about myself but it is kind of like first of all are you the authority on what's in and out next year because these are kind of being posited as like this is the trend forecast for the next year right when in reality they're like they seem to be very personal to the people that are making them But I don't like I'm not perceiving them as such. And maybe that is like an internal problem that I'm not processing these the way they're meant to be processed. But like they seem to be served in a way that is this is what I think is good and cool to do in the new year. And this is what I think is out. And like, first of all, I am a free thinker. So I don't fall victim to the trend cycle. Okay, I still wear like the same Target jacket that I got five years ago. And I love it. And I love that Target jacket, okay? Nobody talks shit on my Target jacket. She always comes through. So, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, like, really... Like, I really am not, like, in the weeds when it comes to, like, trends. Like, I really think millennials need to shut the hell up about how Gen Z hates skinny jeans. Girl, who gives a flying shit? about your jeans like just wear them like literally just wear them like why are you gonna be why are you having a full-blown meltdown on tiktok about the fact that you're never gonna wear wide-legged jeans okay then don't literally then don't do it who cares but like who am i to talk because like i'm getting all peeved about these ins and outs lists but here's one of them um I'm trying to find ones that I've already seen, but I didn't like any of them because like one thing about me is if I don't like it, I'm not going to like it. Maybe I'll favorite it if I'm like, I've got to come back to this to like show to somebody or reference again or talk about on my podcast, etc. I will favorite it, but I will not like it if I don't actually like it. Um, okay, like this one. The ins are fine. In paying with cash. I don't know why that's like in, but like whatever. I guess so. Like, I'm never going to pay in cash, but like go off, I guess, unless you like literally force me, unless you're like, you can't use your card here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay in cash. Seeing movies in theaters. Hard agree. Movies are back. Um, Taxis. Okay. Well, I think that's kind of like region dependent. Physical photo albums, red wine, walking, hats, pajama sets. Like, okay, fine. Like all of that's fine. Then we get to out. And the first one on there is photo dumps what do we have against a photo dump like that I feel like photo dumps just kind of became a thing like what are we what are we suggesting happens instead what's another way to to you know kind of easily mass put out a dump of the minute moments of the past like month two months three months of your life 
like I love a photo dump like that's the closest thing like I know they were curated the hell out like people curated the hell out of their photo dumps and like so do I but like that was kind of like the first glimpse into like truth and reality that we've had on social media in a in a while not I shouldn't say social media on Instagram particularly in a while this one says in waking up early and then out is coffee so many of the girlies on TikTok have coffee on their out lists and I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I actually can't. Like, if we're going to cancel coffee this year, like, I'm actually going to be pissed. Like, if coffee becomes the new seed oil that, like, all of the weird, like, right-wing, um, like, fitness people, like, start talking about coffee. Like, I I can't do it. Okay? Please, like, just let, let, can we not have anything? Let us have coffee. I know that literally so many people I've seen an uptick of it personally or maybe it's just what the content that's being served me but specifically on reels there's a real trend of people saying I went caffeine I like went caffeine free or cut caffeine out of my life and I've never felt better and you should do it too and I'm like like I I'm like holding on to my coffee with claw marks in it okay it has it has claw marks in it you can't make me become a tea drinker in the morning that's ah no starting off the like I love a good cup of black tea I love an Earl Grey I love a London Fog that being the thing that I drink in the morning it, it, it just isn't really like that's not like synchronous with my vibe also I feel like I'm brave enough to admit here that like I think I just don't like matcha I try so often to like matcha and like every once in a while I liked it like I I hate to say it but like when I worked at Starbucks I liked the matcha there and it's because it like was mostly sugar like I really only like it if it's like sweetened the hell out of because it's a little bit the thing is like I don't mind bitter like I do drink as it's insufferable I know but I do drink my coffee like my my like drip coffee black I drink my Americano my iced Americano is black like I do like a black coffee. I, I I do like that like bitterness. But what doesn't really resonate with me with the matcha is is usually like uh, an earthiness that kind of that kind of is a bit incongruent with what I'm looking for in a beverage. And so like re- relying on matcha as like my caffeine isn't really going to work for me. Also. To prepare matcha at home is kind of, um, it's like kind of an undertaking. It's kind of an undertaking. Like you got to get the right matcha. Like you got to get like, like obviously you don't want some like mass produced like Urban Outfitters matcha. Like I do feel like perhaps you should be getting like the good kind. (laughs) Like the good, what do they call it? Ceremonial grade, ceremonial grade matcha. And then you have to have one of those little whisks, those bamboo whisks. And there's just like a lot involved. There's just a lot. And I really respect people who are like, I love my matcha. It's my meditation. Like, I want to be like, I want to be you so bad. I do. I do. And I, I wish I liked to wake up in the morning and go over to my matcha station and whisk up my little matcha. But I really don't. Um... So I'm I'm going to stick with coffee. I'm sticking with coffee. You will not catch me with with caffeine on my out list anytime soon. Because I think that a lot of and this is my like beef with a ton. I'm not going to get too much into this because I don't have any qualifications and I don't know a lot of stuff, but I've like listened to enough maintenance <laughs> and consumed enough of this kind of content that I I have a strong opinion on it, okay? Um so much so many health and wellness trends are prescribed as like a one-size-fits-all like and I just like don't really believe that's the case like I don't believe that like everyone needs to cut out dairy like like I feel like it was it was popular for a while to be like nobody needs dairy like as an adult like unless you're a baby like you don't need dairy and I'm just kind of like I don't know like I feel like some people like maybe do <laughs> like I don't know like who knows what you're deficient in that you might need dairy for or like And I'm not even saying it's a health need. Like, I'm not saying that me drinking coffee is like a health necessitator. But like, oh, you shouldn't drink coffee. Like coffee is point blank bad for everyone and you should be restricting it. Like, I don't know. I just don't really think that's true. Like, 
I don't notice any negative side effects in my life from the amount of caffeine that I consume. Like I usually drink a couple cup, couple cups of coffee in the morning and then occasionally I'll get like a latte or like an, an, an iced Americano in the afternoon or like a London fog or something like that. Um, I usually never drink caffeine past like, you know, like four or five in the afternoon, but like, even if I do, it kind of isn't like if I have like a Carajillo or an espresso martini or something like it does not really like keep me up in the way that like like some people are like oh I can't have caffeine after after like 3 p.m. some people are even like I can't have caffeine after like 1 p.m. and I'm like okay like I just can't relate so like I kind of don't believe it when you say that caffeine is bad for everyone and it like fucks up everyone's hormones and it's like that like I I genuinely don't know how my life could be better by cutting out caffeine I can actually only see the ways in which it would be worse All right, I've got a few things on the docket this week, things that I've been jotting down throughout the week that I have been meaning to talk about. Um, The first being, the first of which is yesterday, I believe, Thursday, maybe Wednesday, but I believe it was yesterday, the New York Times published a big Gaylor article. Like, I've heard people saying it's like the most comprehensive, like, Gaylor article yet. And I, like... Can I say something? Can I say in this sacred space? I didn't read it. I need, I like want to. I was like, I gotta read it. I gotta, I gotta talk about it on the podcast. But then I was like, no, (laughs) don't make me. I don't want to. You guys, I'm like burnt out. I'm a little bit burnt out. Okay. And like, hear me, hear me say this. Like, I'm a little bit burnt out about the Gaylor discourse. And like, I am, am not saying that I'm not a believer because I am. It is, that is at my core. But right now at this certain point in time, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> I need to take a step back and I'll come back stronger than before. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is like, I will come back. I will come back stronger than before. But right now, I am burnt out of the Gaylor discourse and the community on TikTok and on Twitter. Oh, because Twitter, the I never use the following, like scroll, like following feed, I guess, on X, on Twitter. Um, I always use the for you feed. Um, and I see so much Gaylor discourse that makes me want to put a bullet in my brain. And, like, genuinely not to be, like, Kim, there are people dying. But, like, guys, like, get a grip. Like, there is bigger stuff (laughs) to me. Like, I'm, I don't know why. Like, I'm kind of just, like, I'm, it's kind of like the orbit, like, the way the sun orbits around the earth, you know? Wait, that's not true. (laughs) The way the earth orbits around the sun like I'm just kind of like not in the portion of my orbit right now where like I'm shining a lot of light on the Gaylor stuff because first of all I can't keep up second of all the like comment sections on the Twitter threads like drive me crazy like I feel like people have just like no um like sense of nuance or like critical thinking um which like I know is is rich coming from me (laughs) But yeah, I I thought about the Gaylor. I thought about reading the Gaylor article. And then I was on TikTok yesterday and a bunch of the creators that I follow, like the Gaylor creators that I follow were posting like these really long in-depth videos about it that I like so badly wanted to watch. But like they were making my chest feel tight. (laughs) Like, Like I was overwhelmed by the amount of opinions and by the amount of discourse and by the amount of conversations. I was like, I can't. I have to step away. I can't do this right now because I feel like the voices within the Gaylor community used to be very small. Okay. And like, I'm not like a, like a, like a way back Gaylor, right. I fell into it in like 2020. So like I, I was on the subreddit and like on, on Twitter and on like, and the, the Gaylor community on TikTok at that time, at least to me was like non-existent. Like maybe it existed in 2020, but like unbeknownst to me, um, it's like very rich now, but I was in the sub and I was like really getting into the Gaylor pipeline in like summer fall of 2020 and there were just not as many voices in the space and I feel like there was just there there weren't nearly as many like people I never like actually like 
type like wrote anything in the sub like I don't enter I don't actually post on reddit I just lurk um I never comment on anything I never post anything I'm I literally am just a voyeur on there (laughs) but the conversations that were being had like in the Gaylor Swift sub at the time were just like a different they just felt different than the ones that are now like I feel like there's too much there now like I can't keep up with it I feel like I don't know like there's just it blew up like the (laughs) the movement really blew up and um I just kind of feel like it's overwhelming now for me to keep up with and like I don't know I don't know I don't know I know this is like so trite but um I have to talk about it okay like listen we need things in life that are like light and fluffy um to me though Gaylor TikTok is making my chest feel tight so (laughs) so I'm moving myself maybe I will read the article this week when I feel ready (laughs) when I feel ready it's like long it's like a long ass article so when I feel the need to like really get into it really zoom in on my phone to read a NYT article then I guess I will but like the other thing is like the New York Times is like kind of on my shit list right now Anyway, I'm on Gaylor hiatus. I'm on my Gaylor sabbatical. I'll see y'all in like four to six weeks, okay? I did go and see anyone but you um, a couple days ago. I went with Montana and then our friend Hannah, who I don't know if I've mentioned my name on the podcast before, but there is a new Obscurapod Cinematic Universe character for you all to enjoy. Hannah and Montana. We went and saw a matinee, like a 2 p.m. showing, which like, honestly, I've kind of been like sleeping on matinees. Matinees are kind of lit. Like, like, th- like there was something really magical about going to see a movie at 2 p.m. Like, you know, sometimes heartbreak feels good in a place like this and the stories feel powerful and perfect because they're they are. But this was a movie that I had a lot of interest in see- in seeing simply due to the like amount of like cultural hype around it and like the place it had in pop culture because like obviously the Glenn and Sydney like cheating rumors affair rumors like that had me hooked okay like hook line and sinker okay you got me you got me and like they did have good chemistry in those pictures from like I think those pictures from set that were leaked or like the press they were doing at the time or I don't know like they did have good chemistry but then I saw the trailer for the movie and I was like oh like this does not look good like it doesn't really look funny it doesn't really look like, the acting is very good. <laughs> I really had, like, extremely low expectations going into it, especially since, like, the guy who, like, produced it or, like, I don't know, like, the guy who did the movie. I don't even know what his name is. But he was, like, hyping it up as, like, this is going to be the last great rom-com to ever exist. Like, I did something that's nothing, no, that's never been done before. And I'm, like, leave it to a, leave it to a man to, to, to say that he's the only one who's ever, who's going to do the last rom-com. How do you even know it's the, you can't say it's the last great something. How do you not know there's not going to be another one? So like that rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, they're really overhyping this movie. Like I actually don't believe it's that revolutionary. And like, I did enjoy it. Like I really did. Like it was actually like way more enjoyable than I thought. I thought that the trailer like did not do a good job in my opinion of like depicting the overall feel of the movie. I thought that the trailer made it seem like really like way more corny and like like bad than it actually was like it was a good story it was like an interesting story like I thought it was like a good length <laughs> like it wasn't too long like I thought that like the Natasha Bedingfield of it all was cute like I did like I thought it was like really good I like actually deeply deeply enjoyed it I don't have any like you know deep thoughts about it I don't have any like cerebral observations about it but like I thought it was funny I thought that the fact that the dog was named Clonopin was an excellent touch the one thing I will say is that I had seen a lot of um TikToks about the kitchen scene people were like oh my god like the kitchen scene and anybody but you um there was like this video of these girls like dancing around like after watching it and they were like us after watching the kitchen scene and anyone but you and so I like I don't know what I was expecting from this kitchen scene um like I guess I, I guess I was expecting something that was on par with the ever so hyped up bathtub scene that in my opinion did deliver for all the salt burn heads out there. But I kind of had no concept of like the kitchen scene. And so the whole time there was like a kitchen scene at the beginning when they were having the grilled cheese. I'm not going to do any spoilers in this movie. There was a kitchen. Well, maybe light spoilers. OK, but nothing life changing. Um, 
there's a kitchen scene at the beginning when he made her the grilled cheese and like that and so I was like is this the kitchen scene they were talking about like this is literally like the, the first one of the first scenes in the movie like I can't imagine this is what they're talking about and then the I I, I think the kitchen scene that they were referring to is the one at the Australia house when they're making grilled cheese after they got rescued out of the harbor and um he like sets her up on the counter and she like puts her arms back onto the like she puts her hands back onto the glass cabinets and like leaves like greasy handprints um and like that was the extent of it (laughs) and I was like wait a second like is that the kitchen scene that everyone was talking about and me and Montana were driving home afterwards and I was like okay so I kept hearing like all of this hype about the kitchen scene and like I'm starting to think that all of that hype was coming from literal virgins (laughs) like with all respect with peace and love like if you're a virgin peace and love peace and love peace and love However, I can't imagine any, like, I just don't know why, I, I like, I don't know, something about it didn't resonate with me as to, like, why it was a big deal, life-changing. But if it did for you, then I'm loving that. Like, if that was, like, for some reason, your sexual awakening, like, more power to you, I'm, like, really stoked for you. Up next, could I recommend Saltburn? <laughs> just kidding. I did see some pretty intriguing previews, okay? I saw the Zendaya tennis movie. I think it's called The Challengers. Looks pretty iconic like I definitely am gonna have my ass sat in the theater for that one um also there was one that had Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt as the leads and like he was a stunt man and she was like the director on a movie and like it seems as though they were having like a love affair like first of all Ryan Gosling looked hot as fuck Emily Blunt also looked incredible I will also enthusiastically be seated for a viewing of that movie I think it was called The Fall Guy and oh and yeah I think I remember googling it when we got out of the theater and it's like a remake of like a movie from the 80s that I've literally never heard of of the same name but like pop off I guess because it's funny because as I was like watching the, the the trailer the preview I was like this is actually like a really good like original concept like movies are back baby like first we, we have like a a tennis love triangle movie starring Zendaya uh, love that now I have a Ryan Gosling as a stuntman falling in love with a female director like okay like yeah slay and then I was like oh that is a remake that wasn't an original concept because I was like wow for once an original concept like movies have all just been remakes and blah 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 um but like hey I'm, I was eating my words because that one is a remake too I also watched the triangle of sadness which I keep wanting to call the triangle of perpetual sorrow I just kind of feel like that name's like a little bit more hardcore but um they didn't want to use it I reached out (laughs) I said hey would you like to change the title to the triangle of perpetual sorrow and they were like no we're good I zoned in and out of the movie a little bit because Ty and Montana wanted to watch it and I was like kind of on board but I definitely like really clocked out for a good portion of the middle part spoilers for triangle of sadness if you haven't seen it um skip ahead if you don't care then by all means listen um there is a lot of barfing and shitting and bodily fluids in this movie that I personally hated the whole point of the movie is it's these like rich people that are on this luxury yacht um and like the main like girl that it follows is like this influencer who had been like gifted this trip for free and like her boyfriend who is like a male model was on the boat too and like she was like on the boat in exchange for like posting influencer content but all these other people on the boat were like these these old people like these old rich like people who were like you know pigs like billionaire pigs blah 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 and Woody Harrelson ever typecast as a messy alcoholic was the messy alcoholic captain of the ship and there was this really bad storm that they were like passing through like what do you call it like boat turbulence like boat like choppy seas I guess um and there was this dinner that was going on and this was kind of like the like like in my opinion like I mean I guess that was like definitely the climax of the movie I was like trying to think I'm like what actually was like the climax of this movie and I actually do think it was this boat like uh capsizing scene but they're doing this fancy like captain's dinner with all of these like fancy courses and like really like weird food like the kind of food like if you guys have seen the menu with Anya Taylor-Joy um it's like weird food like the menu like gelatin and like balls of like liquid and stuff 
that was that was very much the vibe um and the boat is like rocking back and forth and like silverware is clattering all over and it's like first of all this whole movie extremely unpleasant watch the way the entire thing from the very beginning was just shot to make you uncomfortable like I almost like I gotta respect it you know what I mean like I can recognize that that is like a good movie like art is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean that I have to like it doesn't mean that I had to think it was good like I know it was a good movie but I personally didn't like it okay and I thought it was an unpleasant viewing experience but this was kind of like the peak of that um when like the the seas were choppy and people started getting sick and people just started like projectile the amount of projectile vomiting in this movie is insane and like I do not do well with vomiting okay like I have that like vomit phobia whatever I always have like literally since I was a little kid like I I it's not for me so I averted my eyes I was like I can't really do this right now um there was just like barf everywhere like people just like like I can't stress enough to you like the sheer amount of people projectile vomiting like orange goo and they were all throwing up this like orange like orange liquid and they were all throwing up so much liquid and I'm like what have these people on this cruise been consuming that they are throwing up gallons and gallons and gallons of safety orange liquid I'm so concerned but then worse a more egregious crime was that there was at one point this lady sitting on the toilet and we you see in the, like you guys like I'm so sorry like I I know that like I, I I'm like a real like pee pee poo poo like kind of gal like I do love like a pee pee poo poo like moment like the, I simply the line has to fall somewhere and this scene crossed the line for me the pee pee poo poo threshold um this like old lady who was on the cruise was sitting like butt ass naked on the toilet the boat was rocking back and forth she leans over to throw up a like so much orange liquid as I've already discussed and you see just like liquid shit pouring out of her butt and I'm actually like so sorry that I had to describe that to you but like if I have to carry if I have to bear the weight of seeing that I'm relying on you guys to kind of like help me bear the weight of that just by simply hearing me describe it like that's kind of what they mean when they say it takes a village I think but yeah so like the verdict on that is that I didn't like it I thought it was objectively a good movie I I didn't like the barfing I didn't like the pooping I didn't like the ending I know it was like like I can respect a movie that like intentionally leaves an open-ended ending or like a vague ending um like I can respect it but I don't have to like it you know what I mean like I would have rather had uh like a good ending on this movie okay I'll say it sue me sue me okay I'm back I it's actually the next day it's Saturday now (laughs) I this is just gonna be a disjointed episode and that's okay because it's my goddamn podcast it's my GDP yesterday I was in just kind of like a weird mood because I had therapy in the morning and like it was just like one of those therapy sessions that I like never really recovered from and we weren't even really like doing any sort of like you know deep work it was quite literally I was just like talking through my (laughs) my finances with her because yesterday I woke up and I had an email from the California State like Business Bureau whatever I don't even know what the hell it's called it's like whatever it's like the California Business Associate Association I'm like such an idiot I shouldn't be allowed to have a business but yet here we are nevertheless she persisted it's the California Department of Tax and Fee Administration that's who the email is from and it said you need to file your sales tax you sold stuff in California last year so you need to file your sales tax for 2023 and I was like sick let's go figure that out I collect sales tax on my stuff online um, and when I run credit cards at like in-person markets and stuff the only thing I like don't collect sales tax on is Venmo transactions and like cash but that's like not a large portion of the sales that I make and like I just didn't know like I this is the first year that I've had to file to pay my sales tax because it was the first year that I like made over the threshold of what is like taxable um so I like really had no idea what to expect and like quite frankly like I like last year I mentioned this before when it came to my like small business my art sales stuff like that like I really was playing fast and loose and flying by the seat of my pants and so I'm not surprised that I didn't know what how much I owed in sales tax this year obviously I am keeping better track of that (laughs) (laughs) but you know what the that ship has sailed at this point I'm like done like trying to shame myself in retrospect about what I could have done and should have done um and would have done if I would have known coulda woulda shoulda but 
at this point, I'm just like, okay, this is the money I owe and I need to figure out how to do it. I owe $1,183 to the state of California by the end of the month, by January 31st. Um, and I'm stressed because that's like more than my rent payment. <laughs> so, And like, okay, full transparent. Can I be transparent here? Because here's the thing. I've been watching a lot of like people on TikTok who are just like airing out their finances. Um, and it's like so comforting and so refreshing to like hear real, real people talk about like how much money they make and how much debt they're in and why. And like, I can't, there's this girl on TikTok that I actually started following, like when she had like 9,000 followers, like I got in really early and she kind of blew up, but her name is Brittany Reynolds. And she started her account when she was paying off $36,000 of credit card debt. Um, and she's living with her parents right now. And cause she like, she's going through a breakup from back with her parents and she's like paying off of her credit card debt. And she's just like chronicling the process. And it's just like, really interesting to get a glimpse into other people's finances because I feel like you don't know what's normal. Like you don't know because no one like talks about the money they have or what's in their savings account and what did their parents set them up with and what do, you know, like are they in debt? Are they in credit card debt? Are they in student loan debt? Like people don't talk about that. And like, I'm here to talk about it. Okay. I'm in credit card debt. I'm in credit card debt from last year. And it's because it's, it was business expenses. It was personal expenses. And do you want to know why? Last year in sales, I made $15,000, about like $15,200. Adam, stop. That was everything that I sold in my online sales. That was everything that I sold at markets. That was the profit that I made from the workshop that I did last year. Um, that's all of my money that comes from like my like sole proprietorship. I have other like part-time jobs that paid me, but the $15,000 was essentially like what I lived off of last year. <laughs> I would say that like my other like gig jobs that I worked and like part-time work that I picked up last year was like probably around $5,000 if I had to guess. Like I I genuinely last year lived on like $20,000. <laughs> That's like, that was my salary, which is much less than what I was used to making when I had a like full-time job with a paycheck every two weeks. And like part of it I'm just like you live and you learn you know like you live and you learn like you I, I kind of just was like doing what I had to do I was like I was scraping by and I still am and the thing is like I obviously wouldn't have like quit my job like straight away to pursue like being an artist being like selling my stuff da 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 whatever like the most all of that insufferable stuff um but like I just kind of like fell into it like I I kind of quit my I quit my last in-person job for a remote job. The remote job let me go. Um, that was last February was the last month that I was working like full-time hours for somebody else. And and then around March and April is when I started selling a bunch of like t-shirts through my online shop. I had a video blow up on TikTok of these um, like Taylor Swift shirt, like lino cut print shirts that I did. Maybe you, Maybe you've seen them, maybe you haven't. They're they're on my Instagram, but the initial one that blew up was a cowboy like me design. It had like a cowgirl, like a traditional tattoo style cowgirl that said forever is the sweetest con. Um, and then that one, I think, got like 250,000 views. And I got like 100 orders in like a one week, which was like way more than I thought. And then it kind of sustained that way for like a month. And then I released an old, like an old fashioned design. It was an old fashioned. It says from the first old fashioned, we were cursed, obviously, obviously from getaway car. Duh, get with it. If you can't get out of it, get into it. Okay. <laughs> Call back. So for the couple of months after I quit or not quit after my job ghosted me, my remote job, <laughs> listen to the first episode if you want the details on that or some of them. Um, then I was having all this money coming in from making all these sales that I wasn't used to. Like of the $15,000 that was like essentially my, like my income last year, probably like 5,000 of that came from like March, April, May, like April, May kind of like, and so I was kind of like, well, okay, like I'm balling out. The thing is though, that that didn't, I couldn't keep up. And like, I talk about this, I think I talked about this in some episode. I can't remember, maybe not. I know I talked about it on some platform. I I, don't, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with where I'm yapping and where I'm blabbing. Um, but I like know that I like I learned a lot. I learned what I can handle, what I can't handle. I learned what I could streamline. I learned how I could cut down on my like expenses and increase my profit margins. And so like I have that all figured out now and I have a way better system for this year. And I'm just like at this point, like kind of waiting for you know, the the social media attention to come around again, because I know it will. I've been posting on TikTok long enough now. Like I've, I've had my TikTok account for like 
for like since 2019 at this point um and so I know that if you just keep posting stuff at some point it gets picked up and you just kind of gotta it's a kind of like a slot machine like you do kind of just have to like keep posting shit keep putting it out there it will find the people it will you know want I've, I've been having like a few orders trickle in um recently and I know that like someday I'm gonna wake up to 100 orders and I am gonna be prepared this time um and so like that's good like the good thing is that I made mistakes last year and I learned from them now and in I I'm like a big believer in like the only way out is through like you never know what is going on until you're just like through it and you're on the other side and you're like okay I know what I could have done there is literally no way to like ever prepare yourself for anything okay not to get too like philosophical here but like really the only way like the only way to figure things out is to experience them and if you make a few mistakes or waste a few thousand dollars like it's not the end of the world. It will come through. And I do just have kind of such a, like, I still do have kind of just like a delusional belief that this is going to work out, um, that I'm going to be able to pay my bills and pay off my, you know, like business expenses on my credit card. Cause I was putting all of my business expenses on my credit card last year. Uh, like all of the blanks that I ordered and all of, and I just, I mean, not to get too into like, I know this is like a lot of like inside baseball that people don't really care about. And I'm not going to like break, if that's like of interest to people of me to break down, like everything that I spent and everything that I earned and what account it went on and what credit card I put it on. Like if that is actually like genuinely helpful for someone listening, please reach out to me because I'm happy to, like, I'm not like, I don't know if it would be helpful for people to see the finances of somebody who was like not quote unquote making it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, making it. I'm not, I, I'm really not. And so I'm wondering if it is helpful and, like, if it would, like, give someone in a similar situation peace of mind because I feel like a lot of the times when you hear people talk about, like, starting a business or being an entrepreneur or being a self-employed artist and stuff like that, you hear a lot about it when they've, like, gone through the tricky part and they're, like, on the other side and they are, they're, like, making a stable income and they've, like, they, they're kind of a little bit more set in their career and their trajectory and, Maybe like it would be helpful to see someone like me who is kind of in a mess and who is in a couple thousand dollars of, <laughs> of credit card debt because of the fact that I was throwing money at a business that I do have just kind of like a delusional like belief in. I'm more than happy to like open up about that if that is. But I just don't think that a lot of people like really like want me to crunch the numbers. Whatever. I whatever. Reach out, please. Like I th- the one thing about a podcast. Here's the thing. Here's what I'll say. It bugs me sometimes that there's not like a comment section on a podcast. Like you can't go into like, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can't just like go leave a comment on it. Like you have to find my Instagram or my TikTok and and like find me from there. And I wish there was a way to get like direct feedback from a podcast. But on the other hand, I don't. Because this does feel like kind of a good faith, a good faith listenership. You know, like I do find that if you hate me (laughs) or if you're like someone who just like kind of comes across me on TikTok and you're like, I don't know, like she kind of bugs me. Like, People like that aren't going to go to my link tree, find my podcast, go to the app to play the podcast and listen to the podcast. Like people who don't give a shit about me or who like kind of really dislike me. I, I assume that they're not listening to this. Right. You kind of I I do feel like this is a good faith community. I feel that generally for podcasts, especially because I like don't promote my podcast really on like TikTok. I don't do video. It is kind of like if you find this podcast it's because you had to look for me or you had to come across me and then you had to look for my podcast. Um, but I, cause like, I do feel if, if I were to talk about my finances on like TikTok, I wouldn't be ready to do that. I wouldn't want to do that because I know I would get flamed in the comments and like, there's a lot of things like I wouldn't talk about, I don't talk about a lot of the things that I talk about on here on TikTok because I know I would get flamed and it would find the wrong audience. And cause TikTok, you can't control who sees your stuff. Instagram, like reels and stuff too. You can't control what audience your content gets served to. So you kind of just have to be prepared for the wrong people to see it and for them to give you feedback that isn't like I hate it when a a TikTok of mine makes it to like the wrong audience and they like fundamentally like misunderstand me or my or the video and they like don't they like don't get my humor. They have no context for like the video and where I'm coming from. I do feel like if you listen to the podcast, you have a bit more context about me. You like are a little bit more like inherently understanding about me you're not just here to like rip me to shreds and flame me about my like opinions finances you know innermost thoughts whatever so if I was gonna do it anywhere if I was gonna do a full-on first year like first full year sole proprietorship 
self-employed artist financial breakdown, this would be the platform for me to do it because I do think that the people who would seek out that episode wouldn't be there to like grill me, you know? That was kind of a long tangent, but basically like, yeah, this all comes down to the fact that like I had a little bit of like a come to Jesus moment yesterday where I was like, okay, the savings is dwindling. We are not bringing in as much money as it costs me to live. I need to shape up. (laughs) I need to shape up or ship out basically. And like, I don't, it's not like dire. You know what I mean? Like I'm obviously not going to be like on the streets at the end of the month, even if I don't come up with the with the exact amount of tax money and whatever. But like, it was just kind of like, oh shit, I need to, I need to like, I need to figure out a way to do this. And then I talked to my therapist about it. And like, that kind of overwhelmed me because we came up with like a list of everything that I like need to do of like, these are like, cause I do truthfully, I need to pick up some gigs. I need to pick up some part-time work. So I was like, okay, these are the people I can reach out to. These are, this is like what I can do right now. That's in my control. This is, Uh, you know, this is what I need to do because right now I'm just trying to kind of get myself through the end of the month. When, when I figure that out, then I need to figure out my, when I figure out my sales tax, then I need to figure out my income tax. So like life is a little bit relentless in that way. And I do feel like, um, I'm really trying hard to not let myself get beaten down. Okay. I'm having like, I'm having radical belief in myself. Okay. I'm having radical self belief. That's kind of my, that's going to be my little like mantra for the month, radical self belief. Because really, if I don't believe in myself, a crazy amount this isn't gonna work out I like have to just be like so on it with like posting because that's the thing is like I know I have I have the anecdotal evidence to prove that if a video blows up on TikTok and I get a bunch of orders like that could happen you know what I mean like it's not just like oh what if it happens it's like that's happened to me once before and like what's stopping that from happening again like I know that it's gonna that like the people will come I really do like I, I only have evidence to prove that. I have no evidence to prove me otherwise. I have had that moment before. So like I have like literally history is only proving that it's it's going to happen again, which I know like if you're listening to this, you're like, what the fuck? Like this is like some manifesting babe like bullshit. I know that I'm on right now, but I mean, like honestly, I it does feel crazy for me to be just like trying to make it work in a really expensive city. Um like funding a life where I get to make things and be an artist. And like, I'm really, you know, like hoping I'm gunning one day. If I keep making this goddamn podcast, I know I can fucking monetize this shit someday. I know it. I know that people will. I, I know if you're listening right now, I love and appreciate you literally so much. And like, I'm going to say you guys were here from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. That's the OG fan club right there. You guys were there from the beginning when I only had, you know, like 500 people listening and Someday I truly believe that I'm going to have 50,000 people listening. I do. <laughs> I do. I call it call it narcissistic, call it egotistical. I do think that I I listen to a lot of podcasts. I know what I like. I know that there are people who want to listen to me talk and it, and there's people who don't, but they won't come and the people who do want to, they will come. I really do believe that if I just keep making the stuff that I want to make, the stuff that I believe in, the podcast, the art, the the everything, I know that it will like it'll come through. Like, I'm really trying to believe that the universe will provide. Because really, like, what else can I do? You know what I mean? What else can I do? Is the point of life to not, like, try, try to do something that you love? And, like, I think I, I think the episode is called I'm Doing It My Way. I know I went on a rant at the end of that episode, like, similar in this vein, if you want to go listen. Um, more about kind of, like, why I'm choosing to not pursue an, like a traditional career or like get a nine to five, that kind of thing. Um, but right now I'm just kind of like, yeah, like the point, it would be the financially responsible decision to, you know, pu- push this to the side right now, push everything I'm working over on over to the side and focus on bo- like getting my resume really good, getting my cover letters really good and applying to every job I could imagine and treating job hunting like a full-time job but you know what also that would make me actually want to kill myself like if if that would genuinely ruin my life in a way that I don't think people understand like I don't think I I don't even think I understood how depressed I was when I didn't think there was any other option for me other than to continue being a barista or continue working in like a low-paying like operations job or like retail like that is like like that was at one point only a couple of years ago, like what I thought my destiny was and like what I thought that I thought that was all I was cut out for. And I was like unbelievably 
depressed and unmotivated and undriven and I'm not that way anymore and I think it's a lot of the time I think it's because I I kind of finally accepted the fact that like I'm I'm not cut out for a I'm not cut out to be a career woman you know what I mean like I'm not I'm not I'm not cut out to climb a corporate ladder I'm not cut out to like go like I know I know it's 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 crazy to me because I feel like if everyone could choose not to work they would choose not to work you know what I mean everyone wants to do the least amount of work possible for the most amount of money I really like that is kind of my driving factor like my driving factor is that I I want to make stuff that I want to make I want to produce the stuff that I want to like produce and put out into the world and um and that's kind of the only thing I'm going to settle for at this point is to do that and to make money off of it. Sorry. Sorry if that's unrealistic, but that's kind of like, that's kind of my only option right now. Because again, like you, I'm so sorry, but like, I, I literally, this is my only chance. I'm 25. I'm almost 26. I'm turning 26 at the end of the month. But like, if not now, if I don't like try to like put my all into something and make something work out and take risks now, like when am I going to do it? Like the, the time, like you feel me you get me are you picking up what I'm putting down so yeah basically like point of the story is that I'm like you know I'm trying to find some freelance things to pick up like I'm trying to sell some like social media packages to people because I've done that before and I'm trying to kind of like that's like something that's easy and enjoyable for me to like put together reels and Instagram posts and stuff like that so I'm like trying to bolster that part of my like freelancing stuff a little bit more um, and networking like word of mouth because Upwork was getting me nowhere. I think, you know what? I might do a whole episode where I read the most insane Upwork listings that I've ever seen. If you're unfamiliar, it's a website for freelancers. Um, like I mostly look for like social media clients and like UGC clients on there. I think like people use it for like web developers and stuff. It's like any kind of like freelance work you can imagine like creative stem what have you but like it's absolutely a hellscape over there because everyone's like I'm looking for hi here I'm gonna try to do I'm gonna try to recall one from memory just kidding this is like a satirical impression of what an Upwork listing is but not even that much of satire like I did see one the other day that was a girl offering she wanted you to like take pictures of her like you know products and like smudge bundles and stuff and her her compensation that she was offering was a tarot card reading and I'm like get this shit off of Upwork get this shit onto Craigslist this is some Craigslist bullshit if I'm on Upwork a website for freelancing professionals I'm expecting to be compensated with money with love and respect I am sure that you're a very gifted tarot card reader that is not going to pay my rent but I swear to god every Upwork listing is like U.S.-based freelancers only, please, which is fine. I'm always U.S.-based, but they're like, U.S.-based only. Um, we're looking for someone to do our TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, social media management, create all the content. Uh, we're looking to post 40 stories per week and three posts and two reels every week. Um, and you're also expected to do hashtag research and analytics research. And our budget for the entire thing is $150. $150 an hour? No. $150 per month? No. The budget we have listed is $150 total. Um, okay. So that's not going to really fly with me. So like I'm done with Upwork. I'm moving to word of mouth. <laughs> I'm choosing to believe in the power of my community and word of mouth and face-to-face communication because the internet is letting me down. The internet is letting me down. But like at the end of the day, like I do have faith in what I'm doing and that it's going to work and in my ability and in my skills and what I can offer to people in terms of like services or in terms of like the goods that I make and create and the art that I make. Like, I don't know, like I do because if I didn't have faith, if I didn't have like faith and belief that it would work out, like I would have gone and gotten a job right now. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't still be like why if I didn't care about it so much would I be so broke and putting so why would I be putting so much time into something that pays me nothing that pays me negative dollars that I in fact have to pay to do if I didn't like this why would I be paying to do the job you you know what I mean I'm actually really loving that wasn't the intention when I started this podcast but I it's kind of turned into on occasion including today like a place where it's almost like a journal but like a vocal journal and I don't like to journal like it's just not something that I can ever get into I feel like I don't really process things by writing them down like when I go to journal like 
I know that this sounds rich because I was just reading you like literally the most like emo diary entries ever in the last episode. But like as an adult, like I just don't know. Like I when I if I I've tried to journal on occasion and I kind of like don't like in a daily fashion, it doesn't really work for me. Um because I sit there at the end of the day and go to journal and I, I literally find myself just like writing down a recount of like what happened that day. And I'm like, well, that isn't really like what I want to journal for. Like I would like to journal to kind of like get to the heart of some of my thoughts and like desires and whatever. Like I would like to to process my like feelings and like stuff, but I don't, I, I that's writing isn't the way that I can do that. But I find that talking them out to an um, uh, an anonymous audience via the medium that is this podcast, Olivia's Obscura, like I do find that to be like very helpful, not to be corny, not to be cheesy, but like it is helpful to process my thoughts and feelings and life through this medium. And like I'm grateful for that. And I, I, I'm thankful that people listen, like thanks for listening. You know what I mean? But like it's honestly so helpful for me to be doing this now that like I don't think even if no one listened like I think I'd probably still record it like I definitely would still just be like yapping about my reflections and my finances and my radical self-belief and blah 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 like this is stuff that I don't I don't know this these are topics that like I don't really like to touch on with my friends or with my parents <laughs> or like even with time most of the time like I don't know I just kind of feel like I like in a lot of ways like I don't welcome other people's um feedback and I know that sounds like kind of like a like a rude like harsh thing to say but like I'm really not I kind of don't like mention this like to my parents like when when they call and stuff like that like I don't really like tell them about like this like this is my money situation like this is my finances like da 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 because like I kind of like don't want them to I, I I'm worried about getting an answer or a response or feedback that I don't want to hear I'm worried that people are going to tell me that like I'm being irresponsible that I I need to get a job and or like whatever like I I get a real job you know what I mean and like I just I don't want to put myself in the position to to hear to give an to get an answer that I don't want to receive um, so I just kind of like, don't put, I don't put myself in, in the position for that to happen. <laughs> like, like I do, like it's, I know that's kind of like echo chambery and like, I do value, like I obviously like I have a therapist, like I really value her advice. I'm very honest with her and open with her. And I was talking about this stuff with her yesterday because it is kind of like a, a third party that like it, like she is honest with me. But it always comes down, like, she always lets me figure stuff out for myself. And I, I feel like sometimes when I talk to, like, sometimes when I talk to people like my parents, I feel like they want to figure it out for me because they just, like, they love me and they want the best for me. And they don't want me to, like, struggle or suffer. And so they want to give advice they want to they want to fix. But, like, I don't kind of want this to be fixed. Like, I want to be able to, like, process the fact that, like, yeah, I'm unhappy with where I'm at right now or not unhappy. I'm in a transitional period when it comes to like my finances and I'm on a little bit of unsteady footing right now, but like I don't want someone to like offer like a fix or give me advice. I'm kind of not open to it because I know what I'm doing and I know my goals and I have a plan and I know I have like short-term like goals and like goals that I want to reach this year, like like benchmarks, you know, like like sales that I want to reach and whatever. And like, I kind of don't want any advice that's not pertaining to that. And so like, you know, and I, I just don't like want that to come across as like, I know everything, like no one else has any advice to offer me. And it's like, I actually don't think so. I think that I am in tune with what people to go to in my life for what kind of feedback I want. Like I, I'm going to go to different people for different things. And I think that's fine and I think that's healthy and I I really don't think like I think it would only be like damaging to my relationship with my like family and close friends and tie and whatever to like go to them for everything. That's just not that's like not good <laughs> to put that on everyone. So like I really I I don't want to come across as being like, you know, harsh or like like I know like I'm a no like I don't need anyone's advice. I'm the only one who knows, but like I am kind of in tune with what I want. Like I do like the frontal lobe hardening when I turned 25, like this past year, like really has set the fuck in because I am just kind of like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I, I kind of know what I want to do. Um, I like I'm not really looking for anyone's alternative feedback, if that makes sense. 
but like call back to earlier like yeah it's it's kind of frustrating sometimes when you're recording a podcast you feel like you're talking to nobody because like people have to really go out of their way to give you feedback or um like responses to to the episode but like a lot of the times like I really prefer it that way because like it is it is a way for me to kind of just like speak into the void and process stuff for me um internally by like voicing it it's like a really healthy outlet for me and I'm just like grateful that I started this podcast kind of on a whim uh a couple months ago so thanks for like I mean I know this is I, this is like a very disjointed episode. <laughs> it was, it's really not. Um, I brought like those Caroline Calloway episodes were kind of like the standard of the episodes that I want to be making. Like I want to be doing like in-depth research like episodes. But this week I just kind of needed to like get on here and like, you know, for for better or worse, just like journal a little bit. I need to tell you what I was watching, what I was doing, what I was thinking. Um, and thanks for sticking around. If you made it to the end of the episode, like really thank you so much. Um, if you're if this is your first episode, like thanks like I really appreciate I really really appreciate anyone who finds the show and who listens and sticks around like I love you I appreciate you so so much like you're being subject to my like inner turmoil and innermost thoughts and um I'm like I hope that can give you some solace you know what I mean I hope that I do think that this is like the most honest that I am on social media like I'm definitely not that honest on Instagram I show I only show my the best things that happen to me on Instagram I don't think I'm that honest on TikTok either because I'm scared that people are going to be mean to me if I'm too honest and so like this is kind of my only outlet that I like say what I want to say with my chest and you know process stuff openly so thanks for like being along for the ride that's not like I don't expect anyone to be here and listen to me yammer but like I those are the kind these podcasts are the kind of podcasts that I love to listen to. I, so I'm making one. I'm making a podcast that I would want to listen to. And um, if you also want to listen to it, like I like I know I've said it a million times, thank you so much. Um, remember to follow the, the podcast on Instagram, ObscuraPod. That's also the TikTok handle. Follow me on my personal Instagram and TikTok at Olivia Stober Studios. Um, my online store is linked to those too if you want to check out some of my hand-printed goods that I'm selling. If you want to look at the Taylor Swift crewnecks, I have the getaway car design and the uh sweetest con cowboy like me design so got any swifties in the midst i know i do i know i freaking do um and yeah i'm gonna give you uh i'm gonna send you away with a little kiss maybe another one this one's going on your forehead okay like a tender little forehead kiss um and i'll be back here next week and thanks for listening bye